You're listening to the Broncos Audio Zone. You're in the Broncos Audio Zone. I'm Andrew Mason, and thanks for joining me. It's on to the Browns, of course, and for Deshaun Hamilton, it's another chance for extensive work. He had seven catches last week and played more snaps than any other Broncos wide receiver in that loss to the 49ers. He's in line for more opportunities the rest of the season, and Ryan Edwards and I talked with Hamilton in the locker room this week. All right, we're chatting with uh, Broncos wide receiver Deshaun Hamilton. Got your first touchdown catch in the NFL this last week, man. Uh, heavily involved in the offense. How did you feel about all of it? I felt good. Um, really wanted to come out with a win, obviously, ultimately. But, um, but yeah, it felt good to get that monkey off my back and my first touchdown. Um, really getting more involved in the offense, getting more comfortable in the, in the scheme of things, and it, it felt good being back out there. How much easier is it for you as a receiver when you're out there for nearly every snap and can get into a rhythm that you weren't able to get into before? Uh, really, it, it this helps you get into a flow of the game, helps you get a feel of the game as well. Um, Bad it up a little bit. <laughs> and then, uh, but, um, yeah, really just get into a flow of the game. You really just, you know, start getting, you know, your own rhythm. You start getting, you know, confidence in yourself. You start making plays or you start getting watching yourself get open. And you just, you know, start stacking that and, and stacking that on top of one another, stacking more plays, more plays, and, and really just end up um, – Honestly, just paying attention to all the little things that you're doing, and then you really just you go out there on Sunday to have confidence in everything that you're doing, and then everything comes easy. What's the challenge of having a younger receiving core that uh, hasn't played uh, full-time roles as far as offensive weapons, the receivers? What's the challenge, do you think, for the offense um, coming in from that first week against San Francisco going down the stretch of the season? Um yeah, I mean, I don't really think it's a challenge. I think all of us are in the NFL. Um, we all got jobs to do. Uh, I, I don't see it as like a – I don't think of it as a challenge. I think of it as an opportunity. I don't think it is a, as anything I got to overcome. I know Cortland, Tim, all those guys, they don't think of it as stuff they got to overcome neither. We just make sure we're prepared. We make sure we're, you know, as, as you know, uh, as ready for the games on Sundays as we possibly can. And, and you know, that like I said earlier, you know, preparation and, and basically just knowing what you're doing, knowing all the details, that just helps you become, I guess, a lot more confident in what you're doing. And then you don't really have to worry about anything or worry about overcoming or any challenges there in the game. Well, maybe more challenge with the timing is, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Challenge with the timing with Case. Uh, really, yeah. I mean, we all just. We try and work timing with Case. Uh, that obviously just comes with more reps. Um, really can't just pinpoint that just off of like immediately getting thrown into into a game atmosphere and stuff like that. But um, yeah, time is gonna come. Just obviously that just comes with more reps, more practice reps, more obviously just spending more time around one another, uh, getting a feel for how all of all of each other plays and plays off of one another, how we all complement each other and stuff like that. So um, I don't think I still don't even see it as a challenge. I just obviously I I know me personally, and I could probably speak on a lot of other receivers. I I really just like you know trying to do everything I possibly can to to get as much work as I can with with Case or whoever the quarterback may be before the week uh, comes up, and then I don't have anything to worry about on Sunday. Of course, on the other side for the Browns this week, Baker Mayfield. He was down at the Senior Bowl when you played uh, with him that week. What jumped out about him? That's allowing him to succeed as he is so far. Baker, Baker Mayfield is nice. Um, he got, he knows he has anticipation. He has a strong arm, throws a rocket. You wouldn't assume that would basically how his stature is, but he throws a really, really fast ball, really uh, hard football. He knows how to put the ball in tight spaces. He knows where you're going to be before you even get there and stuff like that. And that was just me practicing with him. So, um, But, yeah, so I can see why he's having success uh, this season, why he's doing the things he's doing.
As far as down the stretch of the season, I mean, obviously you guys are in the, the mix still for the playoffs, trying to win games, all that. Um, for you personally, though, um, as you're trying to maybe think about ramping into to next year too as you're a younger player, uh, what are you hoping to accomplish down the stretch here as a, as a wide receiver in this offense? Um, honestly, I just want to help win as many games as we can the rest of the season. I didn't even start thinking about next year yet. Uh, I just want to you know, keep stacking good games on top of good games, um, hopefully build off of last week and continue improving from that. Um, and then that obviously just comes to just coming in every day and doing your job and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, I ain't start thinking about you know, carrying momentum into next season. I just want to be the best player for the offense that I can this season and do all the things that I'm asked to do. To that end, then, you guys had a three-game winning streak before and then the loss. What would it take to get a similar streak going? What needs to go right for you guys based on what you guys do in the locker room to have another three-game winning streak here? Um, really just us getting back to just playing complimentary football all three phases of the game. Um, that just mean, that means you know from start to finish, offense got to be clicking, defense got to play complimentary football or vice versa. And special teams, we got to make sure we – Honestly, in the NFL, that's what I've also, a thing that I've learned that all three phases you got to you know play almost flawless football or you know play better football than the other team because any slip up in one area, two areas, or all three, then that's when you know you start piling losses or things start getting out of hand or you know things don't swing your way when you really want them to. Next up is a fellow who understands both the Broncos and Browns because he played for both. I'm talking about former running back Ruben Drones. You can sometimes hear him in Orange and Blue 760 when he's filling in for other hosts. Wednesday, he joined Ryan Edwards, Steve Atwater, and me to talk Browns Broncos and to drop a little knowledge about Cleveland cuisine. Joining us on the hotline right now, and uh, you've heard him uh, throughout, uh, oh, I don't know, you heard him on multiple day parts. We love having him part of our uh, our group here. Ruben Drones, former Broncos, former Browns, <laughs> running back. Ruben, thanks for the time this morning, man. How are you? Rube, what's, what's up, up man? Good. Yo, what up, Steve? Andrew, what's going on? Ryan, hey, man. how y'all doing? Good. Well, we're doing great, man. We, we appreciate you giving us a, a few moments. And uh, before we get into what you're noticing with the Broncos, maybe some thoughts on the Browns, what is the Cleveland cuisine? We are still trying to figure <laughs> out what is the specialty <laughs> in Cleveland. It, it has eluded us. We even have somebody in studio that uh, with Shannon, she she actually lived out there. She can't tell us either. So, Ruben, you got to help us out. What is What are they famous for? <laughs> Give us the scoop. I Ruben. mean, I, you know, there's, there's really nothing. I can't. Come on, <laughs> they, come on, man. They got some, they got some good soul food. Uh, you know, uh, I, I I when I was there, I actually uh, spent a lot of time at this steak call, steakhouse called XO Steakhouse. It was. Uh, it was phenomenal steak, man. The, the guy actually taught me how to make a steak, and and I felt like I've kind of, um, um, uh, you know, conquered that that situ that that area of uh, food making. Well, I think we found something here that might be Cleveland food. This is a, a photo gallery. Someone put up ten iconic foods that define Cleveland. Something called the Polish boy, boy which is it. a a mixture of kielbasa, coleslaw. French fries and barbecue sauce. Uh, I've actually had that. Oh, <laughs> no, wow. No, you there have you one. That's <laughs> actually really tasty, to be oh. honest with you. <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. We found it. All Did right. you make it to work the next day? <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
I mean, I spent a little time on the toilet, but uh, we won't talk about that. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. All right, man. Hey, one of the things I wanted to ask you, I mean, we have a multitude of things, but uh, the 49ers were, were, did a really good job keying on Philip Lindsay and keying on the Broncos yeah. run game because we all know it, it is no secret at this point that well, the, way, the way the Broncos are going to win games, the way they have won games is through their running backs and and getting them going and uh, being able to uh, sort of help Case Keenum out with his portion yeah. in the passing. So uh, when teams know that you're going to run the ball and that's the only way you're going to win, how do you potentially use that to your advantage? You keep running it. It's either that, you keep running it, you put both backs in, you set up some screens, you do anything to get the ball in these guys' hands. And I felt like we we actually kind of went away from the run game. I mean, there was one series, we, we passed straight four, four straight times, and, and you can't do that with Case. Case is not Peyton Manning. He is not Tom Brady. He is Case. <laughs> so we need to pay, play to his abilities regardless of the fact we're, we're getting shut down in the run game. Find other ways to get the ball in these running backs' hands. Why do you think teams, and this is not just the Broncos Sunday, but this is a lot of teams around the NFL, why do you think teams are so quick to abandon the running game? Is it impatience? Is it something else? I think it's impatience. I think it's when you get behind. I think that you know a lot of teams, a lot of coordinators think, okay, well, we have to pass it in order to catch up to this team or we never will catch them. But that's not true. If you chip away uh, with all the time you have, you have a whole half left to, to actually chip away. We had a whole half to chip away at the lead that um, – that San Francisco had on us, and we just abandoned it too early. So I, I don't, I don't know if these guys get really pass happy and really think that they can, you know, make their comeback with the passing game. But you know, when you got, you know, three rookie wide receivers out there and all rookie running backs, I mean, you have to find ways. You have to find different ways to get balls in people's hands. So, Ruben, um, can you imagine uh, put yourself into uh, Royce Freeman's shoes and? Uh, I know at the beginning of the season, he was getting equal touches. And right now, uh, because Phil Lindsay has kind of emerged, he's had a you know great season, get between the holes and that. What, 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 could, could you take us into the mind of what a running back, uh, what, what kind of goes through his mind when, you know, he drafted high, relatively high, and yeah. Yeah. was used yeah. early on and then kind of put on the shelf a little bit? Yeah, you got a guy that's put. You got a guy that's undrafted, really getting more of the touches than you. It, it's somewhat difficult, but you're 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 always going to praise your teammate regardless of how right. you feel. Um, you know, but I, I could tell you, Royce is. I'm sure Royce is going through some emotional problems right now with with the fact that he's. It, it, it's tough, you know, because he he was drafted so high. He hasn't had the type of season that he um he won't really wanted, and he's so used to getting so many touches in college. You know, this guy is the, the one of the leading running backs in college history, to be honest with you, in NCAA history um, in yardage concerns. But, you know, he's, he's the number one guy in Oregon history as far as yardage. But, you know, I think for the most part, um, you know, he just got to stay for him. He's got to stay patient. You know, his time will come. Um, at some point in time, you just got to be ready. Um, didn't really seem like, you know, I, I think Royce is the type of running back that, he, he was kind of like me. Like, yeah, you start off maybe a little bit slow, but by the time that fourth quarter comes, he can wear that defense down, and they could, you know, he, that's when he usually explodes in his fourth quarters. But we abandoned the run so quick, uh, we, we couldn't get none of those guys going. 
Well, then you'll look at Cleveland. <laughs> 25. 25 cents because I didn't have the mic on. Looking at Cleveland and Baker Mayfield, what impact has he had not only on the team but also kind of on the fan base, the town, everything around that team right now because it seems like there's an energy from the Browns that has not existed in quite a while. Well, I think Baker brings that type of energy. You know, you've seen in college this guy was – you know, he was kind of that hype man, even when he was on the sidelines cheering for defense, whether when he's scoring a touchdown or somebody scores a touchdown, he's running down to the end zone, sprinting down to the end zone to greet his um, his receiver or, or whoever maybe it be. But I think I think with, um, with, with um, uh, Baker, he's bringing that type of energy that, you know, the Browns really needed. They needed that spark. They needed that guy to come in and, and actually – you know, at the at the quarterback position with confidence, because I don't think that they've had that in a long time since I would say since Bernie Kosar was there. Um, to be honest with you, uh, they don't haven't had that type of quarterback that 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 has that um, that chip on his shoulder and that kind of um, you know that that energy that he brings, and, and then plus the, the town. I'm gonna tell you what, Cleveland fans. Even though they have not won too many games or haven't won in a long time or haven't been to a Super Bowl, they've act, every game that they go to, they've act like, they act like it's a Super Bowl game. I mean, that's how the fans react to their football team. They prefer football over, over basketball. They will, if you have a football star like Baker Mayfield, he would be a bigger star than LeBron James in Cleveland, to be honest with you, and, uh, just because they love their football that much. Bigger than LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> we need to bring him in for tight end. <laughs> so, 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 Ruben, uh, Nick Chubb is their running back. You play running back in the NFL. What's the best way to tackle a a bruising, fast running back like Nick Chubb? I mean, what when, when, when you were getting tackled? What yeah. way did you hate to see guys tackle you? You're like, man, dang, I hate when they tackle oh, me like that. My legs, my mm. legs. Oh, if you touch my legs, oh, oh, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to concuss you the next play because uh, I don't like. As a big running back, you do not know like nobody going at your knees, and if you want to get into a running back's head, you continue to go at his legs regardless of how he complains. You continuously go at his legs because he does not like it. Yeah, looking at the. Uh... Cleveland Browns offense, you know, of course they have Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, uh, Bichard Perryman, Nick Chubb. They got some weapons over there. And yes. on the defensive side of the ball, you know, we got Chris Harris Jr. out. I'm not sure if Brandon oh, Marshall is yes. going to play. How do you think we should defend these guys to, you know, make sure it doesn't get like it did last week with Kittle? Of course, I forgot uh-huh. about David Njoku, their yeah, tight end uh-huh, as well. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think Vaughn and them should – I mean, these guys got to be hungry. Our defense has to be hungry after what Kittle did to us. I mean, it was it was really embarrassing, the fact that Kittle is able to almost break Shannon Sharp's record in the first half of a game. Um, you know, you have to have a chip on your shoulder after something like that. Um, other than that, I, I think that we need to find a way to uh, contain um, 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 Nick Chubb. I, I, if we can contain Chubb, um, and make Baker make make Baker um, try and beat us. I think that I think that um, I think um, we, we have a, 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 a really good shot 
you know, especially with our, our type of defensive ends that we have with uh, Bond and Chubb, you know, they, they can contain Baker inside the pocket because he's, he's, he's a guy that likes to roll out, likes to scramble, likes to do get outside of the pocket and throw the ball down the field. And I think we are able to control that. But if we can control um, Nick Chubb in that um, um, running game, we, we, we have a better chance of winning this game. Thanks to Ruben Deshaun and, of course, Stephen Ryan. For all of us, I'm Andrew Mason. Thank you for joining me. Bye-bye.